Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and good evening. This is The Burning Issue and I'm your host Yazid Kamaldin. This evening we'll be looking at mob justice and whether it's being normalized in our communities. Cape Town was rocked by yet another child murder this past weekend, that of six-year-old Stacey Adams from East Region Mitchell's Plain. Stacey was buried this afternoon according to Islamic rights. Her body was found buried in a shallow grave next to a Wendy house where she lived with her 24-year-old mother Sasha Lee Adams and her boyfriend who was subsequently arrested. Now, as police investigated the crime scene on Sunday afternoon and with the suspect inside the house, residents gathered outside paying for blood, with some individuals torching the main house in which this Wendy house was attached to. The, subs, the suspect was quickly evacuated by police. Tempers fled in Eastridge again last night as a group of residents gathered outside the home, and this time they destroyed the Wendy house where Stacy had lived. Some of the residents that VOC News spoke to made it very clear that they wanted to avenge Stacy's death and they want their own form of justice against the alleged perpetrator. Now, this is not the first time that we see this type of community reaction to violence against children. We have seen similar violence last year in the case of 13-year-old Renee Roman from Lavender Hill. And earlier this year, the same thing happened when it was discovered that a 9-year-old girl was raped in Tafelsich, Mitchell's Plain. And then we all know the case of Courtney Peters from Alsis River, whose mother was threatened with violence shortly after Courtney's body was found. Now, if anybody has seen the video on Facebook, they would have seen the reaction from the community. It was very violent. There was a lot of stone throwing. People basically wanted to take justice into their own hands. And tonight we are going to tackle a very emotive topic, and that of mob, mob justice, sorry, or mob violence. So why is this becoming the norm and what is its cause and effect? In studio, we have one guest and we'll be joined by others on the phone. In fact, we've got the Mitchell's Plain Community Police Forum chairperson, A.B. Isaacs, on the line. A.B., welcome to Voice of the Cape. Good evening and salam alaikum to you. Wa alaikum salam. And in studio, you can introduce yourself. You can tell us your name and where you are from. Michael Jacobs. I'm from Mitchell's Plain. And we also have Joni online. Joni, are you there? Good evening, Salaam Alaikum. Wa Alaikum Salaam, Jody. Jody Fredericks is from the Mutual Explain Impact Association. Now, we also welcome our listeners throughout Burning Issue to interact with us. You are welcome to join in the discussion throughout the show via the SMS line 47913. We also have a WhatsApp line 072-238-0712. And our lines are open. So you can give us a call. Uh, the number in the studio is 021-442-3530. But first, let's hear from our guests. Let's get into the subject. Let's talk about what's happening in Mitchell's Plain. Let's start with you, Joni. Joni, can you tell us what exactly is happening in Eastridge over the last few days? Well, look, first and foremost, I, uh, I want to say this loud and clear. We, I... All of us, we failed that little girl. What happened to us never ever has happened. Because I believe that all of us said after the last horrible um, incident against um, our girls last year, that this was the time that we would regroup and that we would look at ways to look at preventative measures. And so I certainly feel that I failed as a as a community member, and most importantly as a community leader, that put myself out to work 
for the uh, protection of Ibrahim Solzhenitsyn. I feel I feel that um, I feel that I haven't done enough. I feel that I've dropped the ball. So, so Joni, that begs a follow-up question. What is it then that the community? What is it then that everybody should have done? I think we, first of all, and then it starts with the community. I think we should have taken the lessons that we learned over the last year on board. We should have taken into consideration that the perpetrators are with us in our homes, in our streets, in our communities, and we should have been more vigilant. Furthermore, we should have we should have um, we should have been more proactive, and we should have we should have um, followed up on the promises made by the different policy things. And in just last year, National Police uh, Minister Sikile Balula, when he was still in charge, he came out and he made all sorts of promises. They promised that they would step up the fight against um, violence against children in particular. And yet we are sitting with a situation where a new National Police Minister came to, a, to, a house, to the house of a murdered little girl yesterday to come and say what exactly, what should have happened is that us, the community, the leaders, should have met with the CPS and the police and whoever else out there so that we could have held the politicians accountable for the promises that they made to us. And we didn't do it. Okay, Joni. We didn't do it. Joni, Joni, some of the questions and some of the things that you are raising, these are things that we would like to discuss, right? But let's first bring our listeners into the present moment of what is happening now in Eastridge, right? The, um, the, the things you're talking about last year and the police, those are very important, but I just want us to quickly focus back onto the murder of Stacey Adams. So let's bring in the CPF member, the poli- uh, Mitchell's Plain Community Police Forum chairperson A.B. Isaacs. A.B., the initial reaction that we saw on the internet, it's gone viral. It looked really bad. It looked like people were ready to kill someone, you know. So what what do you make of that? You guys are, are there to keep peace in your communities, A.B. Yeah, I think first and foremost, um, in the start, we as the CPF condemn any acts of violence in the strongest terms. Uh, we do understand that um, on, on that particular day, myself with them, our team, that emotions ran high. However, in the same vein, whilst community wanted to take the law into their own hands, they prevented the authorities to do um, to calm this crime scene in particular. When we started to, to, to calm the crime scene, um, things were thrown, thrown at us, and, and, and obviously the, the necessary reactions that went through it. So, so, so that is it. Um, what my learned colleague is saying on the other side, yes, um, it, 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 it again, to us that we need to sit around the table and start looking at how do we begin to say to the communities because once you start um, with, with, with this type of actions, you begin to temper uh, a crime scene, what we call a crime scene. Okay, let's go for a quick break. These are also important things to talk about the community reaction and how it potentially interferes with the law. We'll come back after this break. The Burning Issue. 
Welcome back to Burning Issue. I'm your host, Yazid Kamaldin. This evening we are talking about mob justice. What is fueling it and what the dangers are of mob justice? And why has this become the norm in our communities? So most mob justice emanates from collective anger and we have seen it manifest itself as there is very little trust, unfortunately, from some community members in the police and the judicial system. However, we all should still obey the law. A.B. Isaacs is chairperson of the Mitchell's Plain Police Forum, Community Police Forum rather, and he's going to talk to us about that. So A.B. earlier before the break we just talked about the importance of community members still obeying the law, you know? I think it's important that um, if one can specifically reflect on uh, the matter that's at hand. Um, you know, um, the fact of the matter is that communities want to wanted to take the law into their own hands. You know, you become um, ultimately um, disgusted, um, let me put it that way. So we, uh, um, as the Community Policing Forum, uh, condemn any um, acts of violence, in particular mob justice or any form, um, again, allow the authorities to do what they need to do. Because clearly it, it says that once mob justice in a situation like that, it destroys the evidence, vital, vital evidence that could be used in a successful prosecution. Okay. So, so for example, if the community goes and they tamp on the crime scene, that then could, um, you know, like you say, uh, that could really hinder even the investigation. Yes, yes, yes. Well, there's the investigation. The investigation will continue. But most probably there would be smaller things in terms of the investigation um, that um, whilst the community were on the scene could have hampered um, the, 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 the investigation. But however, in terms of this matter, we are sure, we are confident that the police um, have the ducks in a row. In particular, the response um, when the... the, 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 the the deceased were reported missing the response in terms of standard operating procedure. All the ducks were in a row, so we could react and, and from Okay, look, I'd like to just quickly turn to what our listeners are saying, and uh, it's some of it links to what Joan had said earlier in the in the program when we introduced the Joan. Are you still with us? Yes, I am. Yes. Okay, so Joan had mentioned that she feels, you know, that everyone in Mitchell's Plain has failed Stacey Adams, the child, the six-year-old child who was found buried in a shallow grave, you know, next to a Wendy house where she had lived with her mom. And a listener says, um, Assalamu alaikum, I disagree. I think the mother had failed her daughter and was that boyfriend not in jail for Bray prior. Now, listeners, 6658 and others, we do appreciate your input. And of course, all of this is a matter before that will be before the court. We can all have opinions and we can all share our opinions. But please let us also just look to the court for the answers you know i mean this is one thing that we need to be very clear of when it comes to court cases and these things the police investigation is important and what they find and all our speculation becomes irrelevant because the law and what the legal teams go and they do and find that is ultimately where we should be looking for direction another listener has the opinion listener 0115 says the anc refuses to reinstate the death penalty for murderers and rapists saying it's unconstitutional but we when it comes to raping and killing of South African citizens, especially helpless children, then it's like it's all constitution and when it's, n- when it's not on at all. Now that of course speaks to the anger that people feel in our communities because every day they are seeing murdering and raping. We see it in newspapers, etc. That for me just represents the anger. Listener 9137 says... 
Shukran for the program. The justice system is failing the community. Rapers and murderers are out in bail. Again, another viewpoint which shows the lack of faith that people have in the criminal justice system. Another person is questioning where the mother was, you know, and, and why the police and the government, why is the police and the government protecting criminals who kill babies? Um, and it says, it even goes as far as saying the police must do their jobs to protect people and not criminals. So these are the opinions that people are sharing. Um, I'd like to bring in uh, our in-studio guest now, and this, of course, is Michael Jacobs, Deputy Chairperson of the Mutual Plain United Residents Association, who will talk about the, the, the sort of role of parenting in the community. But before you do that, tell us what is your organization and what does it do? When was it started even? Uh, good evening, Yazid, and to the listeners. Uh, the Mrs. Bay United the Resident Association was uh, started last year in 2017. We are community-based civic organizations that deals with a number of issues, whether it's traffic safety, whether it's community safety, and whether you're dealing with council issues. We are a pressure group, and we want to be the voice of our communities because communities are being failed by politicians, it's being failed by some of our leaders, and we need to take a definite stand against some of these issues that's being raised by our communities. And how do you intend to do that? How does your organization do that? Well, when one looks at the issue that transpired over the weekend with the murder of, of Stacey Adams, people are quick to say that the community resorts to mob justice, that is, it is illegal, and it defeats the purpose but really, with all of these killings, especially of our children, in the current uh, cases that is in court for rape and murder within Mitchell's Plain itself on children, then you get the picture that Mitchell's Plain, we find that we have a number of people that behave like animals. So we shouldn't so concerned to some of these perpetrators as if they are angels. They are not angels. They have brought this to our, to our community. And instead of saying every time our community resorts to, to mob violence, how can we deal with these killings of our children on a daily basis proactively? I concur with Joni that we as a community and as leaders, we have failed our children in Mitchell's Plain. This has been going on for years. And every time when the community acts in a way that is not in, in, in favor of, 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 of community leaders, and government leaders, then it is mob justice. What about those perpetrators? They cannot hide behind human rights. Our communities has the rights. Our children's got the rights. And we need to balance those rights. So I'm quite clear. Although we condone any act of violence, any actions that is perpetrated by our communities against uh, those perpetrators should not be the concern of anybody else. Our community needs to protect it. If it means that we need to arm our communities, then we need to do it. Okay, I need to just get a point of clarity from you, please. Are you saying that you are supportive of the idea of communities taking the law into their own hands? Are you saying that you are okay with the idea of community members going after someone who may have allegedly committed a crime and, 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 and doing what should they do? What I will say is that within the confines of the law, those perpetrators must be pursued by the community 
and when they get him, they must be, he, must, he or she must be handed over to the police so that justice can take the cause. But we cannot forever say our community is taking the law into their own hands when our children are being killed, maimed and raped. So we don't balance the rights. So these perpetrators got more rights than our communities when our communities stand up for what is right. Okay, but now answer the question. Are you saying that violence is okay? Are you saying that it is okay for people to go and beat someone if they think that that person did something wrong in the community? What I'm saying it is, if a person has committed a crime, the community's got the right to defend themselves and to pursue that suspect. And when they get that suspect, that suspect must be handed over to the, to the police so that justice can take its course. Okay, so the people should sort of like, almost like catch the criminal, if you like, and then take him to the, him or to the police station. Yes, because I can tell you, although the CPF is saying that uh, the protocols has been activated, I understand that. But what I'm also saying it is that the police would have taken the suspect immediately out of that window house. They shouldn't have still waited for a couple of minutes, and that has agitated the communities. While they were still, to, the police were still talking to the perpetrator, the community got angry, and that agitated them. Okay. Let's just quickly go to our WhatsApp line, because there are some people who are now give, sending in the feedback. Listener 9137 is from Eastridge, and the listener says, we as Eastridge committee also signed a petition for rapists, but they are still walking in the road. I like what this man is saying. That's now what you are saying. And then listener 0115 says, one of the big problems is that gangsters, murderers, killers, and rapists are allowed in the community after they are out on bail. That is another concern being raised by a listener. And then listener 6698 says, I agree our justice is really failing, not Okay, anyway, yeah, look, the messages aren't typed very clearly, but it says um, the government needs to be more interested in our children. It's not, our country is not safe for all our children, etc. Okay, so now just coming back to Joni. Um, Joni, by the way, what is the Mutual Explain Impact Association? What do you guys do? Well, the Mutual Explain Impact Association is concerned about the root causes of sexual violence in women and children and men and boys, of course. And we believe that we should do a lot more preventative uh, um, uh, um, actions instead of uh, running around and picking up the pieces. We are, we are concerned about researching what the root causes and contributing factors are of these escalating Violence uh, acts in um, with our community. So let's let's get. Day, mm-hmm. sorry, yeah, we believe at the end of the day, if you don't know what we're fighting, it's just going to continue throwing money and resources at the problem that nobody knows uh, its identity of. So, Joni, now the question is around, you know, what we are seeing. For example, like we saw on Facebook in the video, when community members basically wanted to go and find the person, you know, that they thought had raped or murdered, sorry, um, Stacey Adams. And the question is, you know, what do you make of that? What is driving that kind of behavior? You say that your organization is interested in the root causes. What is driving that kind of behavior? Well, look, uh, definitely uh, it is impossible at this point in time to say we're all in clear 
research findings or in terms of what the root causes are. Because for that, we definitely need a big study that includes everybody. But through my, uh, through my interaction, especially the last year with, with all those violent attacks, this is actually the fourth more plastic attack. The fifth, you say? Uh, the fifth? The, the fourth, yes. Uh, I have in, been involved of, uh, in three of those. And I want to concur with Michael that one of the issues that really, really doesn't help the situation is the fact that the police, in their original readiness, in terms of dealing with the issue at hand, they have no clue what to do. Because there is no reason under those type of circumstances that the police is still hanging around. I've seen this in the last situation where a person was uh, suspected of having raped a nine-year-old girl, and I've also seen it in the in the case before that when another person was accosted by the community in Dustinburg Street, where I actually live. I definitely think that in terms of dealing with the situation, um, the police is not ready to deal with it. They, they don't know what to do. But then again, there, um, it is very, very hard to blame the police. And in, in fact, I want to go as far as, as saying that what do we expect when we don't, we have a precinct, the third largest in the country, really, that is, is, is drifting around aimlessly without a leader. Because we are still sitting with a Mitchell police station who doesn't have a, a station commander. Okay, Joni, um, I just quickly want to acknowledge some of the WhatsApp messages and I think AB will be best placed to talk also towards this topic of the police because he works closely with him. But let's look at the WhatsApp line, WhatsApp messages. Shukran, by the way, listeners. Um, our WhatsApp number, just to read that out again, our WhatsApp number in the studio is 072-238-0712. That's 072-238-0712. You can also send us an SMS on the number 47913. You can also call us. The number in the studio is 021-442-3530. If you have any comments or you know any thoughts to share on this escalation of what is known as mob violence. So, listener 9484 says, How many more cases of young children going missing, later found raped and murdered, and perpetrators are so many times known to the family? How many more cases are needed before the justice system wakes up and stops failing our victims and our communities? Shukran for having this topic. Listener 0982 says, Is there any number that we can phone when we see the drug activities around small children to prevent these children going through what Stacey Adams went through? We'll ask AB that in a second. Listener 5225 says, to the people of Mitchell's Plain, we support you because there is no justice in this country. Listener 2767 says, shukran for the program. I have said this before. A life in our country means nothing. Where is the DA leader? Mr. Maimane, where is the ANC President Ramaphosa? No comment from them on our children. Our children are not important to them. They can be raped and it's no issue. Can you blame people for taking things in their own hands? Listener 6698 says, I went to India three years ago and there were people everywhere. I was shocked to see how safe the trains are and how, how kids play in the roads. Women can sleep safely and people can sit with their laptops, cell phones without looking out for robbers or gangsters. Listener 3107 says, 
It's so sad that this is happening to our people. We must take stock. We are too busy with other stuff while our kids are being failed. So it's sad. To, so sad I was in court today. And to see how our youth are in jail because of the drug abuse, etc. They take life for a joke. They don't take ownership of what they're doing wrong. And then this, the law of this country gives them rights asking how they are in jail. And what about the victim's right to live? I asked the question. So, A.B., look, things are being said about the police, whether it's from listeners or whether it's now from Joni saying, you know, that the police system, what's happening in Middlesbrough? And you are working with them. Let's ask some questions of, uh, you know, from the, the people who, who are working in the community. A.B. Yeah, I think firstly, I need to state it for the record. I'm not a police officer. Mm-hmm. Our mandate is to do oversight. Yeah. And purely in terms of the oversight was to ensure in terms of the situation, whether this is what we call a standard operating procedure when it comes to a missing child has been implemented. So on that basis, I can say that has been implemented. That is where our role ends. But I one want to concur with some of the listeners and, and some of um, the panel judges that says that in particular our justice system has failed. And one can cite one example. Um, a case at Mithos Plain have appeared um, person, a let's murderer, a let's murderer. Um, we opposed bail, we opposed bail, but bail denied. The case went to the High Court uh, in Cape Town, person got bail. So again, it says to you that the justice system, or the two departments, where it's one system, but the two um, uh, areas didn't speak to one another to say that there was um, community mobilization and the community don't want their let's perpetrator out. You know? So, so again, it falls down to the, to the justice system. In terms of um, my understanding, in terms of the police, the police have executed what they needed to do, um, is to extract and, 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 and arrest uh, an alleged suspect. And that is the mandate. Whatever happens now further in terms of the justice, it's the judiciary that needs to make the final court, as you also indicated um, earlier in audio interview. Maybe one of our listeners asked who they can phone. If they see a child potentially at risk in the area, okay. who do they phone? How does that work? Because, you know, not everybody knows who to even speak to in the community. Yeah. You know, what normally we suggest to people is to phone um, 1011, which is the South African Police Services. Alternatively, um, the best people that deals with it, um, again, and I don't want to go into that department, is the Department of Social Development. Okay. Um, again, I've been... I, uh, has been able within within our society. So, in terms of the question, yes, one or triple one. Alternatively, um, the Department of Social Development. Alternatively, Christo Iman. You know, people that you have got confidence in to relay the message across. Okay, we'll take a quick break now. But when we come back, we'd also like to look at a little bit more around. You know, what if the person is just being thought to be guilty? What if it's not actually that person? What are the consequences there? We'll take a break and we'll come back right now. The Burning Issue. That's correct. This is The Burning Issue. I'm your host, Yazid Kamaldin. If you've been following the show, we've of course been unpacking mob justice that has been taking root in various parts of our, of our province actually we've seen it not only in mutual plain we've seen it elsewhere as well just to acknowledge some of the whatsapp messages that have been coming through listener 1099 says salam violence isn't always the answer but we will live here in the area live and see this daily you can't even defend yourself or your children or your neighbor when harm is being done to them. So people rather choose to unite against all these elements that's in the area because the police don't always turn up when they are needed. 
Listener 9389 says, Salam, apparently the death penalty is inhumane. How humane is this e- epidemic of rape and murder of our children? And then listener 3657 says, There needs to be a bill passed denying a bail to all perpetrators the minute they commit murder, rape or high crimes. They don't belong in society and they should lose their rights. Listener 9604 says, I don't understand parents or grandparents. They know what's happening out there. Why do they send their children to the shop alone to buy bread or even a cigarette? It's so sad, really. They sit at home watching TV or chatting around. They must take more care. So listener 3978 says, we need to have a data system of sexual predators that has been charged so that people in the community know where they are instead of them living amongst us. People get emotional when something like this happens, but every day millions of kids are being killed, sold or raped. Get involved with the community, volunteer and change your mindset. Listener 2837 says, Having lived in Eastridge some time ago and moved to the CBD, the area is still very passionate to me, especially the people and kids. But really now, for a person that never buy a voice newspaper, it caught my eye on the front page of this poor little girl that I actually bought the paper. What animal could do this to a defenseless little baby at that age? He needs to be tortured. Okay, and then... Here's another listener, 6873 says, Is mob violence okay? No, it's not okay. No violence is okay. But are you okay with the crime they commit and with the punishment they receive? I agree the community should take the law into their own hands until such a time that there's a suitable punishment for the crime they commit. And listener 8356 says, Why blame the police and the government? People, please... Put your hands on your own chest and take the blame for your action. Every second child was murdered. It's someone close to that child, etc. Okay, so by the way, just a disclaimer, the views expressed in this program are not the views of the Voice of the Cape. It's management to staff. This is what listeners are saying. This is what people in our community are sharing with, with us. They are sharing with us their thoughts on mob violence, on mob justice rather. They are sharing with us what they think should be done around the rape, continuous rape and killing of children in our communities. I'd like to come back to Michael in studio. Michael, Talking now about, um, you know, the uh, sort of like you, you were saying something in the break around judicial inquiries and so on. What what are your thoughts around some of these things that are being brought up here? You see, politicians got a role to play. Whether they come to visit and to show their respect and sympathy to the uh, to the parents, the community, they've got a role to play. Now I know that a number of community organizations, civil rights organizations, has called on the MEC for Social Development, uh, Mr. Fritz, to institute, to ensure that the Institute of Judicial Commission of Inquiry into child murders in this province, not only in Mitchell's Plain, in the province, and we haven't seen any movement on it. And also, we remember over the last couple of months, we community and civil organizations has been asking the Premier of the Western Cape, Balanzella, to introduce the Commission for Children, which is guaranteed under the Provincial Constitution of the Western Cape. That 
has also not been done. So politicians are playing with our lives of our kids by stalling on some of these instruments that they can use. Okay, Michael, there's one other thing I forgot to ask. I mentioned it earlier. Very important. If people are saying that they want to take the law into their own hands, that they want to go and, you know, pursue an alleged criminal, here's the thing. Gossip. Skinner stories, right? Somebody could be saying something to incite people, right? This is the danger of taking the law into your own hands. You could actually be listening to someone and they could be wrong. That is the reality within our communities. But I think instead of being reactive, when I alluded to earlier that the police should have learned from the mistakes of the past, when a child, nine-year-old child, were raped in Tarpulsa, instead of timelessly extracting the, the perpetrator, the alleged perpetrator, they were taking their time, and the community went on the rampage in Tarpusak and burnt tires. On, again, on Sunday, the suspect or the alleged perpetrator should have been removed immediately. You don't still talk with him in the house when you could have taken him into protective custody for his own safety. That is the instruments that the police can use and not try to, to stall a situation while still speaking to the perpetrator in the house while the community is buying for his blood. So what I'm saying is the police should start learning from their mistakes and start listening to the community. There are also other instruments in the past, and I think that Mitzvah CPF and within the Mitzvah cluster, some of the stations, there's child rapid response units that works as a proactive force when it comes when they report children that is missing. What we have seen. AB, sorry, just sticking to that question, you know, because... We will go on to many other topics very easily if we just keep going. AB, I need to just get an answer from you on that question. What if the community has got their eyes set or their sights set on the wrong person? What if they're just following something that was said or heard by someone? Yeah, I mean, that can't also be right. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. You know, because currently... Um, if you look at the um, publication of alleged suspects, it's, it's out. You cannot just assume that a person has done something because that would lead to what, what the current topic that we had, where communities take to the law into their own hand when you suspect that somebody has taken something, but he, he or she did not take something. And I think, um, again, it comes to, to the rule of law. The rule of law says innocent until proven guilty. That's, that's, that's the rule of law. Mm-hmm. Joni, do you want to come in? You, is there anything you'd like to say? Yeah, I definitely want to come. I want to say something about mob justice. I, I definitely disagree strongly against uh, mob justice for a number of reasons of which I have experienced and seen some. The situation of mob justice can, yes, um, uh, in hindsight, if, if somebody here afterwards, yes, it was a person who has right and killed or did whatever to a particular person, then yes, we can say, oh, good. The community did a good thing. But I'm very, very concerned about the many, many innocent men and boys that will be, um, you know, uh, uh, vulnerable. Because it is true that you, human beings can that willpower will turn against anybody. The best friend can be your biggest enemy tomorrow. So what if, for example, a situation turned out between a, 
a husband and a wife where the husband is saying, I don't want you anymore, I'm moving on with my, with my life. What if that woman feels scorn in turn, spiteful in and makes false accusations? We also know that a rape, uh, the act of rape is also a very, very uh, traumatic experience. What if somebody was a woman or, or a man for that matter was raped in a bush or in a field or something, and the victim is so traumatized that she didn't, she didn't see the perpetrator's face very clearly, and, and, and she would point out the wrong person. What if? Because it, for me, in my book, it means that almost every man in the community can at any point be accused of, of the issue of, of, of violating another human being. And I want to warn our community this, that we just um, said goodbye to a couple of years ago. Apartheid is so very, very, very fresh in our, our minds. We all have people, family members, who had suffered greatly at the hands of the apartheid uh, instruments. There were many, many people who were killed by the death penalty. People who were, who were found to be innocent only after they were killed. So I don't think that killing somebody is the answer. I don't think that the death penalty is the answer to our problem. And I'm not even using morality as an argument. I'm just speaking about the fact that instead of addressing a situation gone wrong, this is going to add more calls because it is almost like giving another, it's almost like giving a weapon of war into the hands of somebody who hasn't been trained to deal with it. Yeah. Look, you know, Joni, what you are saying is so important because what the feedback that I'm getting from listeners, I, I want to share this with you because really it seems that these kind of conversations should be had in Mitchell's Plane and in our communities because the feedback that's coming from people is like, people are saying yes to mob justice. Let me just read to you what's coming through. So, listener 190. Well, let's go to this one. So listener 1488 says, why does the perpetrator need protection? Next time, cut off his penis in public, then hand him over to the police. That's the kind of stuff that's coming through. Another listener, 1903, says, the death penalty had to prevail for rape and killing. Enough is enough. Another person is saying, I know that, uh, listener 4506 is saying, I know that community in Eastridge feels, as I lived around the corner where Courtney lived, that's of course in Altis River, but uh, they should not blame themselves, as the perpetrator has already pleaded guilty, that's so, another case. But I mean, this is indicative of how important this conversation is, you know? Absolutely, I agree with you. But I'm, I'm, I'm maintaining and saying this, and I want those who are listening to me to just pause for one second and just think about somebody who, is, who could have been trapped in that property. Somebody who, out of fear of the mobcasters and the community out there, started running. An innocent person who just ran for his own uh, uh, preservation. And the, and the community would then say, there he is running. Yeah. And the community kills him. And then what? What are we saying to each other? And also it creates such a, a different sort of um, uh, atmosphere in a community if people feel they can just go off and kill. Look, guys, we are going to break for Ishai. I'm just quickly going to go to the WhatsApp line just to do two more messages. And then we're going to break for prayer time. Um, and then we'll bring you all back 
as we go into the next hour of the show. So the WhatsApp line, let's see, listen to 3657 says, there needs to be a bill passed denying bail to all perpetrators. That's been read. Okay, the same person says, I can't help to say, but in a part that crime was very low and we were very safe, we should question what method they used. Okay, they used apartheid. They basically used apartheid. It oppressed everyone. We can't go back there. Anyway, um, listener 2837 says, um, yeah, another person saying, just take away their manhood. Anyway, guys, we're going to go for a break. When we get back, we will listen to more uh, from our guests and also, of course, from our listeners.